This is Indianua X, a compendium of real-life paranormal experiences and urban myths from India. Dear Indianua, I haven't spoken about this incident for years now, for fear of being ridiculed again. But I think it's time. I've been trying to forget what I saw in my city years ago. I was getting so close to burying the memory in the deepest recesses of my mind, when the recent virus outbreak took me back to those horrible days. In 1994, an outbreak of plague killed thousands in northwestern central India. Journalists filed reports of the devastating effect of the epidemic initially, and when things were brought under control, they spoke of the resilience of our people and the bravery of our doctors. What they did not report was how some people did not recover fully from whatever afflicted them. How they changed and disappeared into the sewer tunnels in the city. They did not have the plague. It was something else. In 1994, I was in a city which I shall not name because of the fear of being discovered. In the state of Maharashtra that was close to the epicenter of the outbreak. I tried to escape along with my family, but we were promptly stopped at the train station. We were taken from there in buses and dropped back at our apartment, where we were asked to wait for mobile medical units. The doctors came after a few days and gave us antibiotics in case we were infected. We were quarantined in our apartment blocks like the residents of Wuhan now. Bored, restless and haunted by the images of disease and death flashed on our TV sets. Everyone was on the edge. I felt like there was a rubber band inside me that was being constantly stretched and it was going to snap at any time. One summer night, I couldn't sleep and I wandered onto our balcony. I heard strange groaning sounds emerge from the woods behind our building. It was a large plot of land, overgrown with plants and trees which couldn't be sold because in one corner of the accursed land was a large pipe that ferried sewage. There were also large grills located on both sides of the pipe which offered views of the ancient sewage tunnel network underneath the city. I looked over the railing, peered into the darkness to find human shapes scratching. No clawing at their skin and chittering. I got the shock of my life. My immediate reaction was, this was a wild animal. But when I gathered the last ounces of my courage 
and looked closely. Oh man, oh man. I wasn't mistaken. They resembled humans. But their mannerisms were animalistic. I fled the balcony in fear. I didn't mention this incident to anyone, but then a few days later, I heard my father and some of the neighbors talk about unusual incidents around the city. Things not reported by the press. News that was being actively suppressed by the government. My cousin told me that one person in their colony changed into something beastly and ran into the night. A man said secretively. What do you mean something? My father asked him skeptically. Oh, like the shapeshifters in Dadi's stories. The man responded to my father. My father raised an eyebrow. He didn't believe in this nonsense. The other man continued. Oh, it's not happening to everyone. Some people don't have the plague. They have something else. Viral. Something ancient. My father waved a hand at the incredulous stories this man was spouting and walked away. I wondered if there was truth in what the man was saying. At night, painful animalistic cries rang out through the city, followed by the sound of police sirens. It seemed like there was a hunt going on. Lies. The air was full of lies. And I was having nightmares about what I saw that night on the balcony. And the tales people were telling about shapeshifters. My sleeping hours were filled with snarls and grunts of beasts. A few weeks in quarantine passed. And not going to work or school or the cinema hall became the norm. I didn't see or hear of anything untoward occurring in the woods. I chalked all that I had experienced down to the stress of living under such extreme and terrible circumstances. The plague was not just a disease that destroyed the flesh. It reduced the joy in our souls to ashes. Anyways, I agreed to play cricket with the bored residents of our apartment block. And at one point, someone hit the ball into the woods. It was my turn to go and get it. With a slight sense of hesitation, I squeezed through the eroded gap in the wall. I scanned the surroundings thoroughly before I proceeded. The ball was near the pipe, right in front of the grills that offered a window into the sewage network. I remember this so clearly. There was a slight breeze and the chirping birds sounded pleasant. But as I walked closer to the ball, I heard the pitiful yowls and yelps of a dog. <coughs> Sounds of butchery streamed out through the gaps in the grill. I prowled closer to the pipe. Sounds of heavy breathing. Snarls that signaled a struggle for the spoils. Spoils of what? I wondered what was being ripped apart down there. Surely these sounds were from the throats of hungry pets left to fend off for themselves. 
I summoned all the courage in my heart and peered in through the gaps in the grill. They first appeared as shadows huddled together, and once my eyes adjusted to the darkness, I could make out the human figures. Well, human in some aspects, horrendous animals in others. There were four of them. Matted fur grew in clumps on their skin. Their dirty yellow teeth dripped grey viscous fluids. Roomy bloodshot eyes were looking upon the shredded body of a Labrador. I recognized one of them from the tattered clothes he wore. Shubanshu, our security guard who we thought had fled to his village when the disease gripped the populace. There was no mistaking his identity. The uniform, the locket featuring Shiva's Trishul hanging on his chest. His human features were twisted into a permanent snarl, into the aspect of a brutal carnivore that was neither wolf nor bear. The thing that was Shubanshu bent down and dug into the entrails of the dead dog like the others. An involuntary scream escaped my mouth and suddenly the four mutants snapped in attention and looked in my direction. I will never forget the hungry gaze they cast on me. I ran out of the compound to the concerned arms of my team members. It took me 20 minutes to calm down and explain what I saw to them. A group of them, armed with bats, went back to verify my story. But they found nothing. No shapeshifters. No dead bodies. Everyone made fun of me. Compared me to the paranoid uncle who was telling everyone stories of shapeshifters running amok in the city. Time passed, but the story became an urban myth because there were quite a few people like me who refused to recant our experiences from those days. Given that the incident I described happened in the 1990s, and I believe that the creatures still dwell in the sewer systems of my city, you might ask me, Nikesh, well, why aren't we seeing footage of these creatures in the age of mobile phones and CCTVs? How do these creatures survive? These are all valid questions. But do you know how many animals and people go missing in India every year? Take a guess. Go on. About 3.5 lakhs. Where do you think these people go? There are networks of arcane tunnels built by our forefathers running right underneath the feet of your listeners, Nikesh. Under your feet. You and your listeners might laugh at me. But I dare you to spend some time close to an open sewer grill or a large rainwater outlet pipe. I dare you. You will hear them. Of this... I am certain. They have crafted a kingdom for themselves underneath our feet. They thrive in the moldy, rotten darkness below the earth.
this new virus from China. Some will die. Some will live. That's all that's going to be reported. Some will change. And the truth of what happens to them will never be known. That's all I got to say. I wish you and your family well. Signed, YP. about keeping up with your fave friends all summer or posting every perfectly pink sunset you see don't sweat the connect you can have it made in the shade with four lines of unlimited data for a hundred dollars a month scroll the staycation pics find your new go-to takeout spot or catch some rays on video chat whatever you and the crew are into all the data makes it all that much better smile you're on Cricket. Cricket Core acquired on four lines. Data speed limited to three megabits per second. Cricket may slow data speeds when the network is busy. Additional fees, usage, and restrictions apply.